you're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Look at this. Biggest stream ever. The biggest collection of nerds in one channel. Here we go. Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show. And we're starting a debate tonight and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us on this special edition Monday night the Batman spoiler stream keyword spoiler alert. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, Syracuse, New York. And always among us, our moderator and troll hammer, stronger than the DK Banana Slammer. It's Joe from Fallout One Gaming. And always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man. Mark Withers, what's going on? What's happening, man? Super excited to be here as usual. And yes, tonight is the night. We are going to chop it up about the Batman. We have all been chomping at the bit to talk about this one. And this is such a big movie, so much going on in it that we at Nerdcage Live did not feel like we could just really just tackle this by ourselves. So we had to assemble the league we had to put together an all-star cast here. So many that I don't even think I can introduce everybody. So I don't I don't know how we're gonna do it. Jay, how are we gonna do this one? You know what? We're just gonna get right to it. So we're gonna go around in a circle to start off. And uh, every, every all these gentlemen on screen are gonna introduce themselves where that you can find them. Link in the description, by the way. And they're gonna give their general thoughts. So all the way over from New York City, from the, from the Resistant Films and the Z-Movie Podcast, we got Yoko Higuchi. How you doing, sir? How's it going, guys? Thank you so much for having me here. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Yoko Higuchi, uh, same as Instagram. Um, and uh, I have a film production crew, and we, uh, we do short film, feature films at a small indie level. And I'm here to talk about Batman. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, and thank you for having me. I got this... Batman shit with me. Nice. <laughs> so I am. I am Woo. ready. I also, I also got this hat. So I am. I am 100% ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Excellent. And give your general thoughts. Did you love the movie? Hate the movie? Uh, just give us a general feel, real quick. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I was uh, completely in a trance after watching it. I, I almost couldn't believe that a movie like this uh, could be made by a film studio that is trying to create a, a marketable type of movie. Um, this is not a typical blockbuster film. It's very much a uh, a throwback to the uh, noir films of the past. It's uh, a more meticulously crafted film. Um, and I think it's more in, in line with a movie like Dune as opposed to a movie like Shang-Chi. And that's not an insult to either movie. It's just that the filmmaking is so different in terms of how blockbuster movies are usually crafted, this is completely different. So I was so happy to see a movie of this budget, this vision, and this uh, length as well. I like long movies, and I feel like the art of three-hour movies are, are kind of fading away, and I'm glad this is sort of bringing it back again into the spotlight. So yeah, overall, I loved it. All right, before we move on to the next guy real quick, uh, Joe, say hello to everybody in the chat for us real quick. All right, in the chat today, we have 
Stephanie Brewey. We have Shay Smithers. Hey, Shay. Hey. We have hey. Dango G. Go, G. Dango G. Dango G. Dango G. Dango G. She hasn't seen the movie yet, but she oh. did stop by. Uh, Cindy Lou. VCG Cosplay. Charles K. Charles. Ace Merrick. Sunzilla 2008 and Juan Frazier. Hey! Well, I'm awesome. Awesome. How's it going, Ace? Hey, guys. So thank you, everybody, guys, for joining thanks, us. Thanks thank for joining so us tonight. Thank you very much. And, of course, uh, I wanted to introduce, introduce another good friend of mine, uh, Pest the Analyst, man. We're so happy to have yeah, you here, yeah. man. Hi. What's up, everybody? PTA Sports, Pest the Analyst. Uh, good to see you all. Glad everybody's doing well. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at PTA Sports. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch, PTA Sports. You can find me on Twitter at Pestilence, P-E-S-T-A-L-A-N-C-E. And the same thing for Instagram, even though I don't really use Instagram. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, my quick brief thoughts on this movie, um, not bad, but I'm not happy. And we'll leave Ooh. it at that, and, ah. and I'll explain why I'm right. happy in a little bit. <laughs> of course, right. we can't have an echo chamber in here. That's what I love about this. And of course, some Lancaster Cali from Bonus Commentary. Derek, what's hey. going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, thank you again for having me here. I'm super excited to be here. I am Derek of the uh, what was once Bonus Commentary podcast. You can find me on YouTube under Bonus Commentary. And you can find me on my revived Twitch uh, under I am the one who nerds. Yes, I realize my username is actually Ascendant. Uh, I've been playing Elden Ring and having a blast with it. So uh, please consider subscribing if you would. Thank you. Uh, as for the film itself, um, I'll admit that I was hyped. Um, everything kind of led me to believe that this was going to be this a grandiose feature. And admittedly, with that in mind, my brain was like, okay, now we're going to take it apart. <laughs> so uh, when I took when I went into it with a critical eye, I still enjoyed the film very much, um, but it wasn't the perfect film that I was promised. Um, and we'll get into that as we move along because we have a lot of people here, so I don't want to take up too much time. All right, fair enough. And of course, the man that turns bodies into sand, the one and only Wild Bear from Phoenix, Arizona. What's going on, man? Hello, Nerdcades. Good to be back. Good to be here with this panel of amazing uh, fellow content creators. Um, find me here on YouTube, Wildband, on uh, Twitter, Wildband, Instagram, Wildband, and on TikTok, uh, Wildband24. I'm currently uh, reacting to the Batman the Animated Series here on YouTube, as well as uh, Round Yard and Neon Just Even Dealing with Brian. Um, but as three quick thoughts on the movie, um, I, I ended up really liking this. I definitely want to see this again. Um, is, I do have like the tiniest bit of nitpicks for it, but it does the, those nitpicks do not like deter from my enjoyment of this this grandiose film. It's really really good. If you have not seen it yet, go see it. Absolutely, and uh, it's been a minute since he's been on our channel, uh, but we want to welcome back our dear friend Joseph Spiller from the University of Maine. How you doing, man? Uh, doing good. Um... I'm not sure what I am anymore. I uh, used to do the, some music stuff. I still got some records coming out with Bionatops and Caricature. Uh, I think I'm a sociologist now. I'm presenting this weekend at the Eastern Sociological Society meeting, so I think that makes me one. I presented last year. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm not much of a 
I don't know, social media guy, but at Joseph Spiller on Instagram, at Caricature Hope on Twitter, and at Caricature Official on YouTube. Um, as for the movie, I went in with super low expectations. Uh, sorry, y'all. I think the DCU is garbage. <laughs> and I didn't know this isn't part of the DCU. My man. Shots Woo! fired. <laughs> I, I, I know shots fired. I know this isn't really far. But um, it was better than expected. And I'll leave it at that um, because I think when we get into it, it'll make a little more sense, and I don't want to take up too much time. Okay, okay. Hey, uh, just quickly, like, off topic, though, your uh, your hoodie is fire. Dude, I love that. Yes. Right uh, Invincible, baby. Love that show. Amazon Prime always bring us great content. Invincible is amazing, by the way. Everyone should also check out Diabolical, the boys' cartoon as well. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, moving in for the kill. The Magical Man <laughs> from Off the Beaten Podcast. It's Dion McGill, man. How you doing, buddy? We're always yeah. happy to have you. What's up? All the charm, only half the harm. No need to hide the kids, baby. <laughs> Off the Beaten Podcast is home. <laughs> no, hey, thank you guys for having me. Great. You know, Off the Beaten Podcast, it's just a podcast that gives voice to the city of Chicago and the amazing people that live here. It's as simple as that. Check it out. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think I got a TikTok, but I can't remember. And so it is what it is. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, man, you know what? I love this movie. Um, I know with like me, Mark, and Jason, we've talked before, like I've always felt that DC struggles a lot to find like their perfect place and like create these perfect tones of their films, right? I feel like Shazam kind of like really hit it. I'm hoping Black Adam hits it, but like, I feel like for this film, they hit it, right? Um, I've never read a Batman comic book a day in my life. I've, the only thing I know about Batman is like movies. And, but I felt like this was a perfect uh, exploration of this person who's going through trauma, right? Exceptionally going through trauma. He's grieving and he has all these issues and he decides this is what I'm gonna do. And he's a little bit crazy, and he hasn't, we know, we know who he becomes, but he's not there yet. And he's just this rough piece of clay who's just beating people's asses left and right. And I just thought it was really good because it explores a lot of those issues and like while highlighting how intelligent um, he is, even at this juncture, you know, and this little tribe he has around him. So I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I would see it again uh, for sure. So yes. All right, Dion, thanks so much. And of course, he is the voice of Nerd Cage Live. We got uh, just his mugshot because his camera ain't working, but we got the mugshot of <laughs> Matthew Farden. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. I mean, I, I was just going to say, you know, the only, the only place you can find me is just picture me right now. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like what Jay said, I'm the voice, uh, very privileged to be the uh, the voice of, of uh, Nerd Cage Live. Uh, I'm an actor, uh, voiceover artist, uh, show creator, writer. Um, you can find me on Instagram at my full name at Matthew Farden. Um, and yeah, so I'm just, uh, I'm going to get into it as well too. not say too much because we have a lot to discuss. I thought it was okay. I thought it was, now I'm not saying it's like a five or a four or something like that. I think it's above average. I think it's really, really like, I liked it. There were some stylistic choices and cer certain things. It wasn't Robert, uh, it wasn't Pattinson. I thought he was a fantastic Batman. I thought he did a really good Batman, especially because seeing that they were going with like the younger route, I really appreciated how they showed like a Batman struggling with himself his first couple years into like becoming Batman. So 
Um, it wasn't him at all. It was just some stylistic decisions and also like some plot holes that I found and uh, some writing. But uh, besides that, I, I was I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Excellent. All right, Mark Weathers, man of the hour. Uh, go ahead, uh, dish out your general thoughts, and we'll move to Joe, and then we'll transition. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, man. Um, but and I expected to. You know, when uh, the cast was announced, when the director was announced, when we got a a brief synopsis of what the story was gonna be and who was gonna be involved, who the main villain was. I got really excited and really eager to watch this. And then when the when we started to see the trailers, first of DC Fandom, then, you know, later on when we got subsequent trailers, I got more and more hyped for this. I saw this uh, just a few days ago and my expectations were met. A uh, few nitpicks nit aside, um, I really did, enjoy this uh you know particularly because of paul dam paul dano's sorry i can't speak tonight <laughs> particularly because of paul dano's portrayal of the riddler i had never seen a version of the riddler that was like that that was actually intense and scary at, at points and at the same time just like totally captivating and interesting like you kind of want to know this guy um also zoe kravitz as catwoman I mean, to me, she was the MVP of this whole thing. I, you know, I just really loved her performance in it. Um, that, my only critique in this film really is that I thought that Pattinson's portrayal as Bruce, you know, when he was outside of the costume, when he was just Bruce Wayne and not Batman. Agreed. That his performance was not quite up to par like it, it felt phoned in like yeah, it really wasn't that, yeah. Oh, yeah. engaging um but other than that you know i i really liked it i give it about an eight out an eight out of ten all right joe from fall on gaming give your general thoughts by the way he saw it in imax and 4dx but joe your general <laughs> thoughts and then go ahead let's unleash the first the very first topic man so go ahead joe Alrighty, this movie, it, it's not a perfect movie by any stretch, but it is a wild ride. It has a lot of mystery and suspense that I can I can get behind. And, you know, it has characters revisited in different ways you've never seen them before. Uh, the Penguin, for one, I think stole the show in this. And, you know, it's it was just, it met every expectation I needed to see. So I think it's a, it's a pretty well-rounded movie. All right, all right. So here we go, guys. Joe, how are we going to start off the show? We're just going to unleash. All right, we're going to get right into the characters. So uh, first thing we're going to talk about is uh, Batman himself, Bruce Wayne's portrayal, and uh, maybe some of the gadgets that he uses. All right, so off to the races, guys. Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne, Rob Pattinson's Batman. What would you all think? For me, I really, I really enjoyed uh, Pattinson's portrayal. I know I'll, probably a lot of us were skeptical, like, "Oh, Twilight's playing Batman." Right. Oh well, no, dude! Yeah, after that's... Lighthouse. No, no I've always Pattinson. had faith. Oh yeah, faith. after Lighthouse, Pattinson was no longer Twilight. Yeah, fair. Yeah, it fair, was. Fair it was basically point. a Heath Ledger moment because when yeah. Heath Ledger was was gonna be the Joker, everyone was like, Heath Ledger from like, the, you know, that's not no. And then right. he proved him wrong. 
Yeah, and I will very much say Pattinson did a fantastic job as both Batman and Bruce Wayne. And I will say, this Bruce Wayne he played, it's a it's a different Bruce Wayne. We're so used to like the billionaire play, but like Keaton, he had those parties and like the women and then Selena Kyle with um, uh, Christian Bale. He was the playboy who was kind of an asshole. But with, uh, with Pattinson, he was still that hurting, grieving Bruce Wayne that has has yet to fully grow up yet. And I kind of like that. It's It showed a very vulnerable character that we don't really see too often when it comes to the Batman. Uh, the gadgets themselves were really, really cool. I loved his little um, adrenaline shot. I loved his new cool. battering slash bat knife that was his yeah, emblem. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was great. cool. I loved that. A lot of a lot of really cool stuff in this specific Batman portrayal. No, no uh, in the this... chat, Rumble Dragon, the chat nailed it perfect. It's emo Bruce Wayne, and that's the problem. I had. I fucking hated his Bruce Wayne, but I <laughs> yeah, love his yeah. Batman. I'm sorry, his Bruce Wayne I, sucked ass, dude. He looked I, the Batman to... was so good. The Batman, the Batman yes. character was very yes, good. I, I was yes. very I happy. Even though, even though I don't quite like this movie, I like that Batman. This Batman. Was I want Batman to do two things, okay? I want him to investigate clues and I want him to beat the shit out of people, okay? And yeah, and, 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 and I got those that. I yeah. got that with Batman, and he was and, and and he was inexperienced. He was getting his ass kicked. He was getting shot up. He was like he did not he did not walk away from this movie feeling good the next day, right? He got the yeah. shit kicked out of this mm -hmm. movie, and I was good sure. with that. But like but like the Bruce Wayne. Oh my God! Like I understand that you're you're sad. I understand that you're still kind of hurting, right, bro? But but you're an adult now. It's like, twenty years ago, yeah. exactly. Well, you're an adult now, bro. You're well, an adult. And, right. When, well, and here's, also here's a style because like I can deal I can deal with like a sad Bruce Wayne, but show me a sad Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I felt like anytime he didn't have the mask on, he was just kind of there. Even like I'll, I'll give you an example, like the funeral scene. Right when he sees the the little kid, and he just kind of stares at him, and the kid stares back, like you would expect there to be some kind of facial expression, some kind of body language that would tell you, like, oh, we I all knew he was sizing him up kid. for a Robin oh, we costume. Only, yeah, we all <laughs> know the deal. I was just yeah. gonna say, I was getting Jason Todd vibes <laughs> yeah. from that. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was right. Right. As a young man, do you like bright colors and being compared to birds? <laughs> but he just kind of looked—he just kind of looked catatonic to me in that in that scene. And then, you know, on top of that, like the the all the scenes with Alfred, they just didn't connect for me. They did it didn't, work. It didn't look yeah. like they. Yeah, it didn't Alfred, look like they were close. It, yes, yeah, Alfred it did. didn't work. It didn't work at all. Like Alfred is supposed to be like a member of the family, but Alfred seemed very like cold. Towards Bruce, right? Like, he, yeah. like it like seems very cold. Yeah, and at the same time, uh, Alfred is supposed to be this, you know, because he was a, you know, he was a secret agent. And I mean, it's not against. I don't have anything against like the direction with with. I, I, I'm trying to think of how to best say this. It, it's when when I watch a Batman thing, and I understand everybody has their their creative, you know, licenses and what they do with it. But when Alfred's there. Alfred is this guy, you know, he's got this MI6 background and, you know, he's like this, you know, you know, he's this posh, you know, he's just like, you know, Master, Master Wayne, you know, I told you that, you know, we will get through this Master Wayne. And then all of a sudden Andy Serkis comes and I love Andy Serkis, nothing against him. I just didn't like the, you know, hey, now, God, now what's going on here? You're the baby, you know what I'm saying? Yo, what are you doing? I'm going to leave. 
You know, it was just like that's not the that's not the Alfred that 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 is supposed to be, and it's and it's been shown even when they had um, uh, Michael Caine was it was yeah. uh, was was in the, the the Dark Knight one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even him, he sort of had that Cockney, but you could definitely tell he was more the butler. He was sophisticated, but he was also trying to be like Bruce Wayne's rock during all this stuff. Andy Serkis did a great portrayal, but it just, something just was not firing right. It could have been between... written better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Up. He's just kind of there, and then he's in the hospital, and he's like, oh, you know, he's just like, I'll do this to protect you. And then he's just like, okay. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. You know what? They managed to turn Alfred and Bruce Wayne into the odd couple. Like, it was weird. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of I, felt I agree with like, that. I kind of felt like Andy Serkis was like, this is this is how I saw it. So like, it looked to me like Andy Serkis was really like trying to connect with Pattinson in those scenes. Mm -hmm. Pattinson wasn't giving him anything back yeah, like to work time. with. Yeah, that's true. And on top of that too, uh, we also have to remember that there's, uh, Andy Serkis isn't, your average actor, I'm sure, as you guys know too, that he's done a lot of mocap work as yeah. Gollum and you know right. and Caesar and like all that kind of stuff. Not diminishing his acting, but Andy Circus hasn't had too many roles where he's actually just done actual, you know, it's it's just you know, it's just him acting. He's not putting on like a major character or something like that. And and especially with my experience with acting, some people have like those hard sort of transitions. Some people are character actors, some people method, you know, and there's a different category category for everything and I think putting uh Robert with Andy and also Andy basically because I could also tell with some deliveries and stuff like that like he's a great actor but you can really tell that like Andy's wheelhouse is doing character mocap stuff you know he's mm -hmm. and and in this one that's why that also doesn't make sense uh, to to cast to cast Andy Serkis is because of how he is I'm not saying not to give him the benefit of the doubt but like Andy Serkis is very very animated and mm -hmm. yeah. uh alfred is more stoic and he's there and he has kind of like even in the animated series which i know uh, uh wildcats uh uh watching like you know he has like some smirks here and there very subtle sort of things but he's supposed to be the grounding point for bruce wayne mm -hmm. and andy circus just is uh, to me he's just too animated and they just the 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 bowl both of them just don't really play off each other well mm. right um one last thing I want to kind of bring up, um, how he treated uh, Selena throughout pretty much the entire movie was kind of controlling. It felt like a controlling boyfriend, very yeah. creepy. Like he's just kind of staring at her from across the street. It didn't feel, <laughs> I mean, I, I know this is obviously a younger Batman. Maybe he's still discovering his body. I don't know, but it just didn't feel right. Um, full grown Pattinson, it was a little weird. Um, and like, uh, obviously this is a spoiler, uh, but what he was like, why didn't you tell me about a relationship with Falcone? But like, dude, you just met this lady. Maybe yeah. take her out to dinner first. Yes, it was too yeah. much. It was definitely yeah. too much. He was very, he was definitely a creeper without yeah. question. Yeah. Absolutely. On a random note, too, did you guys, did, was it just me or like in the beginning of it when I, obviously it's not, it's not uh, Pattinson, it's obviously like the Riddler in the, in the beginning where yeah. he's like looking mm -hmm. through the things. Am I the only one that got motion sickness? 
when I yeah, watched yes. that whole thing mm -hmm. like in the beginning. <laughs> it's just no. not, I mean, I understand the perspective, but I just watched that and the <laughs> and I was like, I get it, but at the same time, this shot is going too long. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's all those violent video games made me uh, listen. Go, going, <laughs> going too long was a common theme in this movie. I was gonna put that out there. Nah, I mean, that was a common not... thing. Going too right. long. It's going uh, too I think, long. I think next we can we can actually transition into uh the riddler himself and how that was <laughs> this riddler was kind of scary like that first scene where he's in the mayor's house and the turns out the tv walks when you see him standing there yeah i straight oh, up i got i got michael myers vibes straight up yeah. and then later when we go into his like apartment like okay this is a combination of the zodiac killer Michael Myers and Jigsaw. This dude is fucking insane. Yeah, dude. Ma I got major Jigsaw vibes. Yeah. Let me get um, in here and spoil this real quick for anyone. <laughs> um, so, like, off the top, Dano slayed this yeah, as this I role. Agree. How mm. it was written, I thought he was so good in it. But I also loved him in, uh, what is it, uh, the Beach Boys movie, Love and Understanding or whatever the name of it is, where he played Brian Wilson. Right. But this is, I know DC tried to be real cute with the Hush animated movie, and they changed who Hush is. Yep. Supposed mm -hmm. to be Damian Wayne, the lost brother of Bruce Wayne, and to, like, preemptively get it into, like, canon or, like, the perception that yeah. the Riddler is Hush. Um, right. And in this movie, he's more hush than he is Riddler. Um, so coming in, the whole I, the whole like focal point of Hush when he comes into Batman's world is he's like the only person that knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I just want to intervene mm. real quick. The, the impression I got and Joe, and Joe, we we, we talked about it in the theater is like, mm -hmm. is anyone here ever played the Batman Arkham series, the games? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the Riddler from from um, Arkham uh, Arkham City. The the Riddler from Arkham City. The jigsaw approach. That's that's the impression I got personally. Is that this mm. this gave me mm. the uh, Riddler from the Arkham games kind of vibes, you know? And I thought okay. that, I thought that was cool. This they really off of that. I, yeah, yeah. This gave me more like Kevin Spacey in Seven. Kind I was gonna of say John Doe. Yeah. Oh, for seven. sure. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's the yeah. I will yeah. say the only thing that. Um, I was kind of hoping for with a with a Riddler based villain movie. I was hoping for a battle of wits um, as yeah. a, as a final yeah. battle, um, uh, maybe akin to something like uh, Doctor Strange versus Dormammu, uh, mm. where it's like he can he already knows who uh, Bruce Wayne is. He already knows who Batman is, and um, I think it's I think it's the end of the Long Halloween. Uh, comic where uh, they basically do that, where it's Riddler versus Batman. Yes. He's like, I know who you are, Bruce Wayne. And Batman's like, well, if you tell anybody, it's not going to be fun for you anymore. And Riddler goes, oh, shit. <laughs> That's basically how <laughs> oh, yeah. that fight goes, and he gives himself up. But, but, does, yeah, he, which, but does he know? Because I, Yeah, they don't, they're very vague about they, it. They, yeah, they sort of made it vague. like he we did, but then he didn't at the same yeah. time. They were you like, could really you take know, it well, either we'll way. We'll get him next time. Like yeah. kind of like making it sound like he didn't know, and well, yeah. like he was just fixated on him, and he was just telling him that he was fixated on Bruce Wayne. But it's so unclear. Yeah. That's that's a, that's one of the issues I do have with the movie, yeah. is that you know, some of these things are they're they're set up to play a certain way, and they're so muddy that that mm. it's not really clear. 
Yo, uh, Yoko, I want your, I want your opinion yeah. on Riddler, man. We, we haven't heard from you in a minute here, so Yoko, yes, quick, yes. thoughts on Riddler, man? I liked uh, the Riddler in in this. I liked the approach of making it uh, him uh, more like a serial killer. Um, obviously, I do... <laughs> I think as a purist, I do want to see a version in the future of the Riddler in the green suit with the question marks all over it. Like, I do like that iconography. Yeah, um, same I, here. Yeah, and I understand that they're going in a different approach, and that's why I'm able to accept this version. And I think just kind of like the, um, sort of like Bruce Wayne and some of the changes that were done with his character, I think I, I sort of view the Batman kind of like the Joker movie that came out, where it's mm -hmm. not really accurate, but it's faithful to the spirit of the original. Um, and that's why I'm able to accept a lot of the changes that were made to a lot of the characters and I, I kind of yeah. view it as oh like this is a contemporary version of Batman and not like the um, leaping from the comics Batman it's it, right. it's a different approach to it mm -hmm. and uh, Riddler is the same thing um, he's not the classic Riddler that we know but it sort of retains the same spirit of it and I think that's what I enjoyed the most about him and his voice is just like haunting to me. Yes, like yeah. him screaming Very on the early. phone and like yeah, that's yeah, really it's it's nuts. It's yeah. it's just terrifying and it's yeah. also kind of like it's so like real world ish that I got like uncomfortable like in the theater. I felt like a cold feeling in my chest. Like oh god, hmm. this is this is too I don't know real. And I think in these like weird times that we're in, he was more effective than maybe audiences uh, would see like if audiences saw Bat uh, the Batman in 2050 I don't know if it would have the same effect as it right. would have for mm -hmm. audiences in 2020 seeing this portrayal like this specific version of him but yeah gotcha. yeah it's like they took the Dark Knight and they took Joker and they made like a happy medium where it was still like mm -hmm. you said it has that realism to it but right. it's got all the gadgets and some of the quirkiness of the Dark Knight but with with having the grounding, but then also the very dark side yeah. of like the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's really funny because as I walked out of the theater, um, which uh, you know I walked out as soon as the credits roll, I was out. I dipped. But um, I walked I walked out of the theater and I, and I said I said to the Korean for those who don't know the Korean is my wife. I said to her, "Did that movie happen in the Joker's world?" Like, is this, is this in the Joker? Because that's what it felt like to me. It mm. felt like they, it felt like the same kind of a vein as, as you know, what they did with the Joker. Mm -hmm. A lot of focus on real world mental health. Um, a lot of focus on real world uh, armament, right? Uh, Batmobile looks real. Uh, yeah. It looks like it looks like a real car that you could see in real life. It, it's not all it's not all comic book. It was all practical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah very practical. Everything everything that 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 Batman used was practical in real life. It could be utilized in real life, and yep. so that's what made me say. This feels like this happened in the Joker's universe. Like, Except I'm, those like weird contact lenses that he has. Yeah. It was cool. It's cool, though. It's cool, yeah, though. But yeah, it's I true. do like that. Yeah. I was, I, uh, yeah, I will say this one. Next one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll go for it. I was just going to say, just this one quick thing, because I want everyone else to, you know, have yeah. their cake. Um, I, 
kind of like what Yoko was talking about. Like he could understand, obviously he wants more of like a traditional Riddler down the road and he understands mm -hmm. like the direction that they were going. And I, and I get that too. But what I didn't like is kind of like what you were talking about. This is more of like, is this like the Joker? I didn't like the one major thing that I didn't like is how insane he was like the Joker, because the Riddler's makeup is, you know, the Riddler he doesn't want to just, you know, instantly like have his riddles and then kill people instantly. He wants the whole, the whole, the whole, it's like a cat and mouse sort of thing. The Riddler wants you, even if you don't get it, he's like, come on, I want to keep playing. Come on, you know, get it. You know, he doesn't want to just go right for the kill. So especially the part with the commissioner where he was already like on the videotape or whatever, and then he was already killed. I was just like, okay, that's kind of more of like, you know, it gave me Heath Ledger vibes. You know, mm. when, when the Joker and was I just think, like, oh, and more people will die. And then he runs over and starts killing the guy or whatever. Um, I just felt that there were too many Joker vibes with the Riddler, and the Riddler was kind of smashing too much with the Joker. So it kind of felt like it was like the Riddler was trying to upstage the Joker's craziness because the Riddler loves the cat and mouse, just as the Joker does. But the Joker also knows that he's the punchline. Like, he's the funny you know, yeah, and everyone yeah. else is just part of the gag, whereas the Riddler wants the person to continue it. Mm. All right, Joe. I, I, I was I was willing to I was willing to kind of excuse some of that though, just because we know that this is like an origin story for everybody, right? Not mm -hmm. just for sure. Bruce. You know, it's also for for Riddler, and maybe he hasn't grown into that person yet. You know, like yeah, I, I, one thing I really liked about the character was that he's inspired by Batman. Like, like he's, you know, completely misguided and he's doing all the wrong things, but he's doing those things because he's seen this vigilante, like, take things into his own hands and, like, maybe the answer is to do that. I thought that was an interesting, like, way to, way to do it and having that as the motivation makes it easier to sort of digest some of the things that you're talking about, Matt. Yeah, and I think that's why we needed yeah, a down-to-earth comic relief villain which brings us to The Penguin. The best part of awesome. the movie! Ah, the the best part of the movie! <laughs> this penguin was so good, I, I won't even lie. I love this penguin. This penguin was just, he was cool, right? He had swag to, mm. he, to be like such an ugly son of bitch. He had so much swag. He was he was definitely a guy that, that if you met him, you would want to hang out with him. And you know yes. he's doing like dirty, treacherous stuff, but he's just so damn cool. Like I want to hang out with this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's what Penguin was to me. Yeah, Colin Farrell, this is this has been said so many times over so many different reviews. Colin Farrell killed this role and was so yeah. unrecognizable in yeah, that makeup. Unrecognizable. That makeup, that makeup looked phenomenal. That never better get an Oscar did. for his makeup. I never yeah, thought yeah. like I never thought once it was makeup. I just thought it was a guy. Like they just yeah. found a guy. Yeah, He's doing there's actually an actor named Richard Kine that actually looks like that guy. You know, like oh. he looks like Colin Farrell yeah. in the makeup, but that's like how he really looks. Mm. I and forgot so, it was Colin Farrell. I forgot. Yeah, I, everybody yeah, did. Yeah. Every, yeah. Yeah. But I'm very glad about I'm, masks. <laughs> also, I really this. appreciate the fact that like, uh, I hate to make the comparison, but back in the Batman '66 days, like the Penguin was more of like a, of an annoyance to Batman. So I like the fact that once again, this version of the Penguin was like the annoyance to Pattinson's Batman. Right. I thought that was a really yes. good take. Yeah, yeah. The, this one line he's uh, the Penguin says, I think it's in the club when he's talking to him. He's like, do you know my reputation? Batman says, do you? 
Like right, he's yeah. he's this <laughs> penguin is starting off as a joke, but he doesn't he doesn't think he's a joke. And, right, and right. I believe that the the penguin uh, miniseries or like spinoff show that we're gonna get. I on cannot Max, wait. That's gonna help us <laughs> explore gonna be his rise to power in Gotham City. I don't know if we'll see that in the Batman 2 or the, one of the next Batman movies, but we will in, in that show more than likely see that rise of power as the new crime boss in Gotham. Yeah. yeah. Spiller, you I look like you're skeeving right now. What are your thoughts on Penguin? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Spiller, I'm calling you up. I want to know your Oh, me? I'm sorry, oh, bro. Yeah. I didn't even hear you. I was like, who is he talking to? No, dude, I loved it. I mean, I'm from Chicago. Uh, we all we know about crooked everything, right? Politicians, <laughs> mobsters, like teachers that sell crack, whatever. So I like I love the characters. <laughs> teachers that sell crack. That's like that teacher selling it's crack. It's just them taking the money and then just pulling their pants down, and running away. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Gave me the crack. Things <laughs> just happen oh here, you know. Gosh. It's just unfortunate what happened. But I love but, the character. But, but Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> oh, but I, I loved it. I loved the portrayal. I love just kind of how, you know, he's now set up to be the new boss and go on into whatever future movie we have. Like, I, yeah, I just loved, 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 and loved. Um, but I, like, like, like Pest said, he just had a swag to him that was kind of cool. You know, uh, even when Bruce Wayne shows up and he's introduced to him, he's kind of like, oh, this is the kid. Okay, cool. It was just like perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was amazing how he was able to like switch that charm from like when he was talking to Batman from when he was talking to Bruce Wayne. Like there were like two almost entirely separate people. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind yeah. of felt like a like a like an uncle at a party or something. To like, I should worry about you. Where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? <laughs> also, when he was chained up, when they yeah. when they cuffed him, he was waddling like a penguin. He's waddling. Oh I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yo, before we transition, Yoko Spiller, I want to know what you guys thoughts on the penguin. Whoever wants to go first, don't matter to me. <laughs> All right. Um, I also forgot that it was Colin Farrell. Like, I was watching the movie. I was like, I, I know who this is, but like, who the heck is this? And like, he really became the character. Um, I like that you see this early iteration where he's a more serious, like, figure, because. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tie this to the way the Riddler's portrayed too, because eventually anyone who's ever read this, all these people end up in Arkham, yeah. and kind of the 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 arc of a lot of in real life, you go to a mental facility, people end up more zany and worse because they get in there, and mm. this gives him that foundation as the character can grow, that he you know he's got to find a way how's he going to get this army of people who dress up like pink or either are the penguins or dress up as penguins or however they end up doing it how is he going to get people to follow him if he's a total joke to begin with wow. and so many times we see him that's how they portray him so it's, it's, it's unbelievable this gives it a little more of that that clout what i really enjoyed about it was that everyone him especially and everyone is kind of starstruck when they see bruce wayne Right. But they're also kind of starstruck when they see Batman, too. And, like, he kind of has it. He's got more of a, a fondness. Uh, to me, I read it as more of a fondness for Batman, even though he's kind of, like, freaked out by him. But on the other hand, I think we saw enough of the schemer, and I didn't get that this dude was a threat to anybody. He just seemed like he like had a noise. good... Yeah, he had a good criminal right. enterprise. He was annoying, but... 
he was still kind of a joke and I was hoping for a little more grit because when you go up to 11 with everyone else you meet and then it's like an eh penguin though I think this is probably the best thing Colin Farrell ever did no the gentleman but go ahead <laughs> okay I'll give you that the I'll coach. give you that but was this like a penguin to actually match this movie? I'm not sure. But I yeah. think he's got yeah. the right like character arc for this. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see it. Rather when unless it's DeVito, I just like write this character. I'll be like, yeah. fuck you. Right. Hey Yoko, I want your thoughts on the penguin, then we'll transition to Catwoman. Yeah, Colin Farrell, um, to echo everyone's sentiments, he killed it, and it's like the best uh Robert. De Niro impression I've seen in a movie. I guess. <laughs> like he's he's totally Robert De Niro. He's like, I got you. I'm like, okay, okay. I like, got you. It's 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 so good, and I I just love that he's like this this zany kind of like boss who has this sense of humor to him. Uh, there's this like this one little scene where he's um, uh, Batman showing the photos of Annika and uh, the mayor, and he's like, who died? And Batman's like, the mayor's like, the mayor. Oh shit, that is the mayor. I'm like, oh my god, you fucking guy. <laughs> like, he really gets me. Like, he really, really gets me. And and just like, but he he can turn from that like humorous side to him like wielding uh, like an Uzi or whatever the hell that is. He's, he's like, hey, vengeance, and is like shooting the car. I'm like, okay, this is this is awesome. And I think it's cool to have a more realistic penguin, especially after uh, Devito, who is fun in his own way, but that's not really the penguin how yeah, I know. Yeah, it's more like Killer Croc than Penguin. Yeah, like, he becomes, yeah. like, a weird, like, creature. I'm like, okay, like, that's that's Tim Burton's sort of, like, indulging himself. But I like that mm-hmm. version of the penguin for what it that is, character yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not the penguin from the comics that I think we all know and yeah. love. And this is mm-hmm. a lot closer to the penguin. And um, I think the only other uh, penguin actor who got close was the one in Gotham. Oh, yeah, Ro- yeah, Robin oh, yeah. Wright? Yeah. Yeah, Robin, Robin Taylor. Wright. Robin Taylor Wright. Wright or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I apologize for not knowing your name, but yeah. uh, but he <laughs> he got it pretty close, and I was like, okay, like, like, like this is a good interpretation of a young penguin just starting out, like weak yep. and sort of like conniving his way through into power. But this is penguin, f- not fully realized yet. But he's like close. right, right up there, yeah. and I just oh, love... you're close to Robin Lord Taylor. That's who oh, played him. There we go, Robin Lord yep. Taylor. Yeah. And I just love um, that uh, we end on him just looking over Gotham City, His and the narration is saying that yeah, um, uh, uh, there is like a, a vacuum of power. So it's like okay, so he's going to take over uh, the Falcone operation. So that is neat, and I hope we see more of Penguin in the future. Hmm. Absolutely. All right, Joe, let's do a transition here. All right, so now Miss Selena Kyle. Okay, new Catwoman. Maybe best Catwoman? Maybe? I really liked her. Yeah. I feel like we can all all agree, like, Michelle Pfeiffer is probably some of our favorite cat, like, some of our favorite choices as Catwoman. Yeah. Um, I personally liked Anne Hathaway in The Dark Knight Rises. No, a lot of people didn't. I did. But Zoe Kravitz. I really liked her portrayal as Selena Kyle. Like, yeah, it's, I did too. It, it's, it's she was just she was really good. She had that right combination of 
afraid of angry and confidence, like all mashed up in one. She mainly, mm. like she had the confidence nailed down easily. And I, I, I enjoyed the chemistry between Kravis and Pattinson. It was believable. And will, we see, yeah. will we see her I again? I would like memory. to think so. Spin-off. I think so. she gets a spin-off because I don't think she's going to come back for the sequel sequels. I just, I think she's gone. She's like, I'm out of Gotham. Boom. I think we'll get a spin-off of her, whatever the hell she's doing now. That's just my I'd opinion. be down for a Catwoman solo movie like yeah ignoring Halle Berry for a second yeah, yeah like, you know? that one see, didn't see, see wait a minute wait a minute no I'm not gonna let y'all sit here and discredit my girl Holly no, Berry no, no, no. I was very <laughs> upset and no one said Holly Berry okay I know the she, movie was bad but there ain't great. no there she didn't find no it was just poor execution of the movie there ain't no better Catwoman than Holly Berry Fight me, okay? <laughs> there ain't no better Catwoman than Holly Berry. I said what I said. All right, we're gonna have to fight though, because I yeah. I do think that Zoe is the best Catwoman at this point. I I yeah. to me yeah. she she like embodied the character. Mm -hmm. I loved her physicality. I loved the, mm -hmm. the performance. Yeah. I love the choice of weapon. Right? Like, oh, yeah. It's, other, a, yeah. it's a chain yeah. whip instead yeah. of a regular whip. Chain. I was like, yo, that that's like in if it was real world, that's like kind of what you would expect. Yeah, you when know, you so watch this, when you watch this, and like I said, I like Halle Berry, I like her, I like her as an actress, um, but when you watched this, when I, when you watched, you know, obviously when uh, uh, the, the Catwoman movie was really bad, but when you watch that, I you think, that's Halle Berry, you know, that's her. But when you watched right. this, I just thought Selena. I just thought, yeah. Her, yeah, I just thought Catwoman. Not just that, that was... but like Zoe Kravitz really looks like the new 52 Selena Kyle. She does, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And also, yeah. Zoe Kravitz is tiny. Like standing next to Robert yeah. Pattinson, she is yeah. tiny. Yeah, you could hear her neck crack every time she had to look up at him. Don't worry, honey. <laughs> I mean, come on. She won the genetic lottery. She's got like two of the most gorgeous parents ever and Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. So, yeah. But, it's what not, I like about Zoe Kravitz, though, is that she has this beauty and this uh, uh, fragility to her. But unlike Anne Hathaway, who I also like as Catwoman, I think Zoe Kravitz has like sort of like this edge to her of like, mm. she, she, <clears throat> like, she says it. In the movie, she can handle herself, and mm -hmm. I think she has this ferocity to her that I really enjoy. And I haven't seen that ferocity since uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Um, and I think, uh, I, like Halle Berry, again, I think she could have been great, and she is like a good choice for Catwoman. But in that movie, I didn't feel that sense of ferocity, that like that rawness to her. Nor did I really feel that in Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, um, although she was like, I think she was fine. But this Catwoman just really tiptoed that line so well, and yes, and, and her theme is amazing. I yes. love her theme. Yo, how did you guys feel about her being uh, the daughter of Falcone? Like, like I thought that was a really interesting twist on the character because yeah. I feel like when it comes to like something like Kyle's character, <clears throat> now, granted. I don't read a lot of the Batman comics, so ignore me if I'm being if I'm saying fake bad nerd, stuff. Fake but... nerd, kick him out! <laughs> this nerd cage chats. <laughs> but when it comes to like, the parents, it's kind of like oh, she just has she had parents. But with this, it gave her a really interesting twit, like interesting like intrigate, intrigation, in, 
words. Uh, <laughs> like, <sighs> I can't speak. Into the story. Yes. yes. Into the story yeah. because, like, yes, she would already be like she would be like integrated with Batman as is. But with Fal with her being tied to Falcone now, she's fully enwrapped in this entire spiraling storyline. Mm, yeah, I right. like that approach that they took with that. I yeah, they, all the villains, the Batman, or or I should say uh, Penguin, Riddler, Cap, they were all tied together. I kind of like how it all, like, they were all, it wasn't just three separate stories. They all came together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, and that Selena, was awesome. uh, Selena is Falcone's daughter in The Long Halloween, which they took a lot of this movie yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. So, and it took place on Halloween, so. Yeah. It took place on Halloween, too, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of knew that going in, so I was sort of like waiting, like, are they gonna do it? Are they not gonna do it? And then she said, I was like, all right, there like there it is, nice. boom. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we're right. I will say this, Barbo is the Catwoman for me, though, from the animated series. Yeah. Like, that's mm -hmm. my favorite. Yeah. Okay, so she we're, is pretty cool. We already touched on Alfred, so we'll skip that. So we'll make this one next one real quick. Let's just talk Jim Gordon real quick, man. Jeffrey Wright. You know, oh, easily, Felix Wright is awesome. He's now my favorite, Gordon. favorite Gordon. Jeffrey yeah. Wright did a Jeffrey fantastic a job in this role. I would watch it. <laughs> like, I, the man can do no wrong, in my opinion. Um, he was, is such a good actor. Like, I, I yeah. love a lot of a lot of his a lot of the work he does. But with Jim Gordon, he, he I, I, re I remember hearing this this description of like, oh, he's just he's just he's a tired Gordon. He's like everybody else. He's an emo tired Gordon. No, not really. This Gordon, he's he's like an, he's an experienced cop. He like he's been dealing like dealing and working with Batman for two years, and that's one thing I really liked in this movie. Gordon and Batman were working together on these movies. It wasn't just Gordon bringing in Batman and Batman doing the work. They were working together, and I love that. I love that dynamic between the two. Yeah. Of them. And it's the I best. The best uh, interaction has to be right during the uh the police interrogation where, yeah. where they're all like <laughs> yes. interrogating that is the best and he's like get out the, with everybody get yeah. out like he has to like fake getting in his face yeah, he's, he's like, like oh my god face. here's it my keys punch the face go up to why the why did you pull your punch i did i did <laughs> <laughs> joe spiller you were you were gonna say something and we we kind of rudely interrupted you what, what were you gonna good. say um much like will i think this is like the ultimate Jim Gordon, but it's because of how he's played in all other iterations, especially in movies, that I know we're supposed to like love Gary Oldman. What a treasure of an actor, but for me, not like a good Gordon because right. like all the other ones, why would Jim Gordon, this police officer, want to get involved with a vigilante who comes out of nowhere and this time He's so exasperated, beaten down, jaded mm -hmm. by the system. Mm -hmm. It gives him a reason to be so invested in Batman existing. And just like the portrayal, like he never lets up this, you know, I'm basically, well, I don't know, I'm going to swear. I'm, ba I'm like, I'm over it's this okay, shit. It's okay, you can. I'm over this shit all day. So we're just going to go with this because like the system is not working, which I also loved about this. And I'll tie it into Ky Selena Kyle a little bit. Her and Gordon are the ones that get this a little bit more to the real world where everyone's so wrapped up into like this Gotham world. Gordon yeah. and Selena Kyle's character, like Selena Kyle's like rich old white man, and like she's tired of the patriarchy. And just like Gordon is like, look, there's a bunch of white dudes running this place, and um, I'm over that too of the corruption. So, like, bringing that together in this movie, mm. 
if you're going to have a Batman that interacts with the cops, there's finally a believable reason how this would happen. Very well right. said. Absolutely sure. and, well and, said. And, yeah. and, and just one more thing about Commissioner Gordon before we move on. This is the only time that I can recall seeing a version of Gordon where he's like legitimately like getting involved in the action. Like yeah. He and he and Batman are like solving the case together, going to to going to uh specific crime scenes together and actually like trying to take down these people together. You know, every other version is sort of you know, they meet on the rooftop and Gordon gives him some information and then Batman acts on that information and Gordon's yeah. kind of just like in the background. Here he really steps up and he's like actually an integral part of act of the crime fighting aspect of it. Yeah, yeah I, I love really that was I love that part towards the end there. Exactly. I like that part. I like how he literally is always just like you know, like especially at the end where, where, you know, Batman's on top of the scaffolding fighting and he looks over to one of the stage managers and goes, how the hell do I get up there? And he wants to right. get up there. And I, he love wants to, yeah. I yes, really I loved how every time and then he's like, where the fuck did Batman go? He went over there. He's like, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, for me, the be- the three scenes that really sell the, the, the duo as a pair is the scene in the prison after he wakes up, um, the scene where they went to the car and they find the, the literal thumb drive and then when they're interrogating Penguin together, like, oh, yeah, those three together. scenes really sell, like, yeah, these two trust each other enough. They're a good pair working together. It's a great dynamic. Yeah, they're yeah. Sherlock and Watson, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, which is great. Yeah. All right, now, listen, before we move on, I just want to check on Yoko real quick, because I know we're getting closer to, you know, you know, because we're, we're flying through these, and it's getting it's getting late. So, Yoko, Yoko how you feeling, man? Because if you need to bounce, you need to bounce. Let me know. If you no, no, I'm good. I'm good. You're good? Okay, I, I'm just checking before we move on, because... We covered all the characters that we want to cover, so I figured now we can kind of like go through the like the movie itself. So, mm-hmm. um, so Joe, go ahead. What we got? We're gonna touch on the opening scene first. Okay, so okay. real quick, man, I like the fact that we get like like Batman's been doing this two years. You know, they said I like the fact that the criminals are kind of like looking around the corners, like, oh, is he there? Oh, okay. He, he ain't there. Let's, you know, I kind of like that, that approach. <laughs> sure. that they're, they're just checking to see if he's there or not because they know he could be anywhere. You know, he can't be everywhere at once, but he could be somewhere. You know, that was a really could cool dynamic be. that he threw right in the beginning of the movie. That, I, think it was, I think it was Josh Bates in the chat that kind of gave a almost like a fan theory of the guys that are wearing the makeup, are they tied to Joker or not? Yeah, yeah, let's let's read that. let's read that question because it was early on in the chat. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find it. Just because we, I think uh, I think uh, Matt Reeves has uh, disclosed like yes, Joker is established. He's already in Arkham. Batman yeah. and him have mm-hmm. already met. So it wouldn't yeah. surprise me that this could be Joker's gang, his his uh, his accomplices, or they're or, inspired by yeah, inspired yeah. Inspi- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Here's, here's here's what he wrote. So, spoiler question. The gang of bad guys who had their faces painted that Batman beat up in the beginning of the film, were they followers of the Joker? I could I could very see that as possible. Or yeah. especially since yeah. that since that one guy had it half, yeah. could these could these also be um two face followers if two face is already established? I took that mm. as him being like an is uh being initiated. a rookie. Yeah, initiated. Yeah. Like yeah. He, the guy yeah. that was following that probably him makes around the most sense. Kind of had like a big brother mentality or like at least a feel. Yeah. Where he was like, yeah. kind of like guiding him around by the back of his noggin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some people were saying that he might be Jason Todd. That no. kid. 
Yeah. That was a common theory of like that kid. Interesting, interestingly enough, in the show Titans on HBO Max, he plays Tim Drake. So it was kind of weird to see him. Okay. Like see Tim Drake. I was wondering if that was the same kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, fun fact real quick, because we just touched on Joker a little bit. Um, I know we're kind of bouncing around the movie here, but there was a deleted scene mm-hmm. where... He keeps uh, talking about this. Yes, the Batman <laughs> the Batman had a Joker interrogation scene that was cut from the movie, from like in Arkham. Um, personally, I think that was the right decision. I agree. Yeah, agree. I kind of feel Joker was unnecessary in this movie. That's just my opinion. Right. I yeah, because yeah, the Riddler mad, is the I'm not mad that he was teased yep, at the end, absolutely. but I could have done without it. Like, it wouldn't have changed my opinion of the movie, like, better or worse if, if the Joker was or was not in it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, well, that opened, I'll, yeah, I'll that step on one piece there. Um, if no one else noticed, except for half makeup guy, all of them had the smile painted on. Yeah, right. and that's like a yeah, little yeah. too much of a coincidence. Yeah, you know, not to be intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It reminds yeah. me a lot of like Dark Knight Returns, where yes. like you had yes. the Jokers, sure. you know, that were just sort of follow, either followers of his or like mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what the what the aspect of it was, but the but the implication that I think um, exists in that film is in this film is that. The Joker was out doing stuff already, and maybe yeah. this was his gang, you know, maybe yeah. or maybe maybe these people were inspired by him because there's yeah. a reason he's in Arkham now, right? Mm-hmm. At the end, yeah. so so that's kind of what I took from. You know, like something that occurred, like now that you say that, because I, I didn't really put those two pieces together. I think it would be interesting to think then what exactly was Joker doing? Because these cats are just doing petty crimes, basically. Like, they're yeah. not doing anything serious. They're walking around, like, knocking people out and videotaping it, like, oh, this is the great thing over, right? So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what Joker's progression of right. being a criminal will be mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, so that's really think, interesting. Yeah, I think that also adds to the concept of, you know, they're Joker's followers because, um, or just, like, people who are inspired by the Joker. Because if they yeah. were part of Joker's crew, I, I mean, obviously, you know, they do the duel. What, what are we doing, boss? Like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> we need a leader, so I don't know what to do. But these guys, they just seem like punks. They just seem yeah. like they were inspired yeah. by the Joker as right. opposed to being, like, part of his crew. Because if they were part of his crew, then obviously they'd be like, come on, guys, we well, still got to run. I think real quick before we transition to the next scene, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, like, beat the shit out of. But, but I think the whole theme of this movie is, like, all these rogues galleries, they have, like, like internet followers, like for example, the Riddler has his followers on his social right. media. The mm-hmm. Joker obviously yep. has those Joker people. Like I feel like these guys have like nothing to do with like their their these goons here. They just they're just, they're just they're, yeah. they just want right. they, they, they just exist. Them. Yeah. yeah. What, right. Can I interject yep. on one thing before we transition? Yes. 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 The footfall. How great what? was the the boots? Like when the he boots, oh, all the footsteps fall. Gotcha. I thought oh you said football. God. No, that's football. what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like just like when you just hear it, and it's like this almost like Jaws-like menace. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. You done fucked up. The da- the that damn score. Think Mr. X was gonna pop out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking great fucking score. Okay. I, I, so, so let me just say let me just yeah. say one more thing. Yeah. So like we since we're talking about the beginning, I have to. I have to talk about the narration in the beginning. Oh to me, that made it feel like a comic. Like I that loved made it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, it like it put me in 
to the movie much more than if it didn't exist because now you have like the insight like you actually get like a, a a peek into like what's going on in bruce's mind and like why he's doing what he's doing hmm. so i just wanted to kind of mention that i don't know how you guys feel about it yeah. did anyone oh, exactly. else think because he's oh yeah go ahead uh, no no go ahead i was gonna say just did anyone else think rorschach I was thinking like kind of like a detective noir yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like yeah. Sin City, yeah. you know? Yeah. Dick yeah. Tracy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just it, it, story, it, so. Yeah, and it adds to it. I mean, it exactly set, it sets up right from the get-go what it's about. It's about his trials and tribulations in his first couple years is like trying right. to navigate his Batman. Mm-hmm. So right. I really, and he's I so like unsure. That. Like he's like, you know am i making a difference mm-hmm. am i doing the right thing right like is vengeance the answer like you know in previous movies we really don't get a whole lot of that like we get a like a like a guy who's confident in his conviction like he's he's got his convictions as far as like this is what i'm doing like there's no right. question about it in this he's like am i like wasting my time am i doing the right thing here like i really like that yeah. yeah, I agree with that. And and there's just a lot of just like simple storytelling things that they were able to do with that narration. And then like the visuals that match the narration too of like the shadows and like seeing like the paint can rolling into that like open door with the like just yeah. there's so much of like simple filmmaking techniques that Matt Reeves does, but it's so effective. And especially even in the scene prior to the the, the narration, but the um, uh, the Riddler scene, when he kills the mayor, it's just such a a simple setup. But the way Matt Reeves shoots it is so specific. And I do want to shout out uh, Greg Fraser, uh, who does the uh, cinematography for this, who's also yes. uh, who also did Dune. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like mind blowing visual storytelling. And <laughs> okay, I, I can't can't help it. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I had to I mention the can't. B movie. <laughs> However, you have had him up to that point. <laughs> Yoko <laughs> hits on something beautiful and perfect. If you've never had the pleasure, so many of those opening scenes were Chicago, baby, and it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that, Dion. Okay, so Joe, let's transition to the scene our, that, I, that yeah. really pissed me off, yeah, and our, I'm ready to tear an asshole next topic, Our next topic is probably the most controversial one in the entire movie, and that is the Gil Coulson funeral explosion. <laughs> okay. Why, 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 right. con- okay. Why is this controversial? Okay, right. listen, listen. Just, just I'll, I'll, I'll let Jay tell you. I I had a problem with this. Just two fucking problems with that scene. This is what this is what like took some uh, points off the docket here for this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, one, the bomb going off at point blank in Batman's face, and he's unscathed. Two, are we gonna believe that the joke or the Riddlers just sat there and let the phone ring while Batman over, le- over. Bruce Wayne left? Put his back suit on. It <laughs> yes. comes there. Like, come the fuck on, guys. Like, that was so fucking stupid. I don't know why y'all let that let uh, let them get away with that. That was fucking so bad on so many levels. That entire scene made no sense whatsoever. And if I was there at a test screen, I could save this save this movie, make it better. No, I mean, pictured, I, I, will, I, think I pictured the Riddler just like sitting in the corner, like while he's doing it, just going, "Is Batman ghosting me?" <laughs> I mean, he kind of was, because, like, when he picks up the phone, he, yeah, he kind of, like, like enters in, like, you yeah. came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will admit, like, I like to imagine really you making re- Top Ramen. 
Oh, yeah, there you are. Hey, I remember live streaming as he's waiting. <laughs> yeah. He, he like did he really call him the entire time like while he was like while while he was waiting for Batman to answer. I'll I'll give you that. Like, I still thought it was a tense scene. Like, okay, will will he successfully defuse the bomb? Will, is it gonna blow? Like, is it gonna blow up? I I know those are like very simple like outcomes, but at the same time, I didn't know which way it was gonna go. It was very tense. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I said, the, the, the scene itself was fine. Yeah. But he could have at least shielded him from the explosion with his cape. Or he should have like ran away before when it, when it was ticking down mm -hmm. low. He should have just ran away. But no, he just yeah, stood that there, been bang, and then he yeah. just, and they shine a flashlight in your face. Batman, are you okay? A bomb just went off in your face. Oh, I mean, this is one of those rare moments where like Jay and I are like in perfect accord. Yes! Because right? like I felt like okay, he's got he's got this he's got this headpiece that is most likely not it's probably just explosive resistant. Yeah, no, and, it's not. His, no, and it's the not. bottom of his face is completely exposed. Perfect. He's it like less than ten feet away from the bomb. He not gets even back. It's like but his face. Is, yeah, when he when that bomb goes like off, he's like right there. And, and, uh, and, welcome and to Hollywood, we, baby. Can we can we can we talk about this for one second because you bring up his. His his cow, right? I, I've always wondered this. Why does no one shoot Batman Go for in the, the headshot. teeth? <laughs> yes, yeah, they actually do. No they one actually do in this movie. This well, man in the teeth, please. I, I, okay. I have, I the, have the answer for you. I have the answer. They looked down and they went, "Oh, it's not in the script." Well, no. Pat's point, though. Batman's I'm real superpower is his perfect teeth. Well, and the, jump, the villains don't want to do anything about it. I hate it. to jump to the end of the movie, but to tackle what Pat said, when Batman's hanging on the thing on Mass, well, Gotham Square Garden, the guy had the shotgun pointed at his head. He was at going his face. to. Right at yeah. his face. Blackout. Roll the credits. Movie over. Since, we, since you did bring that up, I do have to say. I, since you did bring that up, uh, the with the he's where he's hanging and the and the guy's got the shotgun, it literally like oh, and my friend Bill was with me uh, uh, watching it and we were literally going what is going on because I understand that they had to like set the scene up for him to get saved but the fact that he shot one round and he had another round and then he pulled the uh, out and then he replaced the round that he already shot and you know it took forever and he's and then i get it then he's just like ha -ha, and then they hit him in the back of that or whatever but i just mm. thought that was hilarious that he didn't just you know you know put use the other round he actually mm. opened the shotgun and replaced the one he already shot right um, I will say, I will say this. I remember when the when filming began, and I think uh, that's that was part of the twenty five percent that was shown during fandom that year. I remember hearing like those like those leaks going around, like, oh, uh, there's gonna be an explosion in a church, and when that happens, that bat suit's gonna get destroyed, and we're gonna get an even more comic accurate version uh, bat suit. Of course, that didn't happen in the movie. Yeah, it, it just that. It, it lends it lends to like a lot of this stuff, like, oh. Can you even trust leaks nowadays when it comes no. to stuff like that? Like, yes. No. Yeah. Like if this is if this is like a, a a PA that's there for one day and right. sees this and like writes it all down. I wouldn't even trust a PA to be perfectly honest. It could just be a prank, prank too. Like, yeah. yeah. Because it, it's like I know the secrets. I'm gonna tell false secrets because mm -hmm. I only I know the real secrets. You know, but like most like superhero movie leaks like don't end up being true. So it, yeah. it's it's really hit or miss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is studio misdirect too. 
right? That, fair. Yeah, that too. They, that they too. want you to yes. think a certain way, and then they want your expectations to be subverted when you see the movie. So mm-hmm. I, I think, think this was one of those cases yeah. that it oh, was it's just, all tactics. It was just fake yep. spoilers. Okay. Mm. Although there, there definitely are some, you know, plot holes in the movie. I mean, yeah. you oh, got yeah. the fact where, where Riddler at the end, he'll sit there and he'll say, well, you know, you're the brains of the operation. I don't do anything physical. I was like, Dude, you just beat a guy over the head in the beginning of the movie. Bro, <laughs> and he parked all those vans by the by the ocean walls. Um, yeah. one more one more nitpick too. Or... Joe just a nitpick. Why is it that like Robert Pattinson is able to carry his Batman suit in a backpack? That's Spider-Man shit. You can't carry that armored suit in a backpack and quickly. Get... That made no sense either. What the? No, fuck? it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, and you know why. Why? He's Batman. Oh. <laughs> that, like, first of all, not only that he's carrying the damn thing, but you should expect us to believe that the entire suit fits in that little ass backpack. Whatever. I'll, I'll Listen, let it slide. I'll I assumed he was like wearing pieces of it. Yeah. I thought he was wearing it. Yeah, yeah. because like, he had under his jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Parts of it. He wasn't. So he wore like a huge. He was Batman sized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was gonna say that Bulma actually makes Batman suit, and it comes in one of those little capsules. And that's how he captures it. But where's Lucius Fox? There's no oh, Lucius yeah, Fox. Right. Yeah, I think I gotta set up camp. Click. <laughs> Okay, Joe, transition to the scene that we all, all got to right, talk so about. Next is my favorite scene in the entire movie is the Batmobile intro yeah. and Oh, okay, holy shit balls, that Batmobile. Listen, I, I love the Batmobile in this movie. I said it earlier. I love the Batmobile because it was mm-hmm. practical, okay? Yes. I could see some crazy asshole building this, this damn car, okay? Mm-hmm. With, with with some crazy jet engine on it. It didn't have all the crazy, you know, all the crazy bells and whistles because this is a early Batman car. Mm-hmm. He found it at the junkyard. He put this shit together, right? I love that Batmobile. And well, and, and when that Batmobile flies through the fire and lands, oh, epic. Everybody God. in the theater clapped. Also, that was a practical cheered. effect. That was a real effect. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah the entire yes. chase was practical, apparently. That was great. That was, yeah, it, was um, so, it was so great. And Pest, yeah. if you if you read the um, the uh, prequel graphic novel or the pre- prequel novel, whatever, apparently Bruce has been building that car since he was sixteen. Right. Really. Wow. I like, and I like that in different points in the film they show it in different stages. Mm-hmm. Like in the yeah. beginning, you just see yeah. the engine. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. I, I I like that they show him not necessarily working on it or whatever, but, but they show like on. it's in progress, and mm-hmm. he's he doesn't have it right away. He's riding the motorcycle everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right, so. Yeah, I I saw this in in IMAX uh, that for that Tuesday fan screening. And that when, when so you I. hear you hear that Batmobile scream, and yeah, then yeah. you hear that you hear and feel that yeah, engine the whole turn over. Shook. I felt that entire sequence in my chest. Yeah. Yeah. Sound effects department, 10 out of 10. I want to see this again in Dolby because I want to feel my chest shake again. I I saw it in Dolby and it is the most epic thing. And when he... And when it cuts back to the car and that theme song kicks, mm, it's it's mm. it's insane. I, I love the sound uh, design in this. And I just love how, like, it's a super tense moment where you think Batman's on the floor because he just got shot, and then Penguin turns, mm-hmm. he's not there, and then it cuts back, and then you see the engine turn on. It's yeah. just, it's oh, flawless filmmaking. Yeah. And it's again, so good. The, and the practicalness of it. 
And I didn't, I didn't know this until yesterday. Apparently, Matt Reeves took a lot of inspiration for the Batmobile from Christine. And thinking back oh, yeah. over that, you can see that, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, the, this is this is a monster car. This isn't a Batmobile. <laughs> this is a monster car. The yeah, he was talking about yeah. And then like the, when Christine's first like monster car, it's just the headlights mm-hmm. pop on out of the dark. And yeah. like, like when he revs the engine, and like this, like as far as storytelling in the car itself. Yeah, some of the low, like a kid spray painting is scared of Batman in the shadows. The right. bi- the bigger bosses, like when he walks in the club, they're like, oh, it's that Batman guy, whatever. This, that car is why he's menacing. It's when he becomes the thing that yes. the bigger, badder guys are scared of. And just, I saw it in Dolby. Like it was, the whole place was shaken once oh. he rev that engine. <laughs> the only like, thing stronger than family is the Batmobile. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and what's stronger yeah. than that is Vin Diesel in the Batmobile. Oh, yo, right. you know that? Yo, Derek, just for that, you deserve a little, uh. Oh, <laughs> uh, Joe from Fallout 1 Gaming, though, before we transition to, you know, ending and wrap our thoughts up, but Joe from Fallout 1 Gaming, you saw it in 4DX on Saturday. Please describe to everybody that Batmobile scene in 4DX, dude. Oh, boy. Um, well, my back hurt after it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you don't know what a car crash is like, that's probably the closest you're going to get. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> what do they do? They actually bring, like, an actual engine no, I mean, into the got, theater you and put it up to your ear? Back, you got they just get some kids and they smack them with the, the sweatpants. Effects, everything was there. Um, the, the only thing that sucked about the 40X is that I think, I don't, I don't know if I was sitting in the wrong spot or if the water just wasn't on, but there were no water effects where I was sitting. Mm. But everything else was there. So, I mean, it was it was an experience. Let's I just mean, say that. I mean, it does rain a lot in that movie, so it'd be crazy if it was, like, spraying water. I think it was water. just sitting in the wrong spot. I don't Maybe. know. <laughs> Joe just walks in with a bottle of shampoo and a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, you got, you got the real experience. You got the real one. I, I must have I must have gotten, like, the, you know, behind-the-dumpster treatment because I, the one that I went to, it literally was just a guy in the front doing a Christian Bale impression. I'm dead, man. This isn't the movie. Hey, 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 hey. This, this guy, this guy is a maniac, yo. <laughs> I just met this guy tonight. He's a maniac, yo. I've got I've to gotta follow him on every platform. Yeah. Look, look at that mug, actor. though. Everybody on your screen right now, actor. look at that mug. Does that look like a mug of, like, a guy that has somebody in his basement or the nicest guy in the world is what Pat said earlier? Yeah. both. Yeah. It's both. This city is full of people ready to believe. No, it's too good, though. Stop it. My God, man. Oh, God. Somebody lock us up in Arkham, yo. I'm already there. <laughs> all right, all right. So I guess we can we can go for one quick topic before we wrap it up here. I think we kind of already touched on it. The ending. I mean, uh, okay. I it was cool I, but unnecessary in my opinion. I've heard if, a lot of people say like they feel like the third act like came out of nowhere. I mean, I I can definitely I can see the complaint. I can see the observation. But to me, it, it there the was building towards that. It was building towards Riddler's larger plan that wasn't just murdering the big heads of Gotham. And 
I liked it. I thought it was really cool seeing Batman kicking all sorts of Riddler phony ass on top yeah. of that scaffolding. I thought that was really awesome. Especially when he's beating the ever-loving shit out of that one dude. Mm. Oh, that was awesome. And they do set up the seawall um, in the first scene with the Riddler in the mayor's house. Uh, in the news clip, he's talking about the seawall. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, like you're setting that oh. up for the finale. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. that's, that's, yeah, that's a neat that note. I, first Chris, I saw you raise your hand earlier. Yeah, allow, allow allow me to become the villain. <laughs> All right, do it, do it. Rage the cage, do it. So I yeah. said I said initially that I, I, that the movie is not bad, but I'm not happy. And here's why I'm not happy. Okay, this movie could have used about thirty to forty less minutes. Okay, yeah. In the last in the last twenty minutes of this movie, the the damn thing could have ended five times. There were like five different spots in the last yeah. 20 minutes of this movie <laughs> that 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 I was just like, this is the end. Oh shit, it's not. Oh, this is the end. Oh shit, it's not. This is it right here. We can leave. <laughs> like it was, it's it like, was bad. And, and and the fact of the matter was this. Yeah. I know that there is an end credit scene, okay? I know there is one. I did not see it because as soon as it that first, it. as soon yeah. as that first credit rolled, I looked over at the Korean and I said, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" Like three <laughs> hours, three hours was just too long. And I and I and I know I believe I believe it was Yoko that said like, "Come yeah. bringing back three hour movies." No, let's not do that ever again, okay? I, I, I have a retort. It's too long. For that. It's too long, especially for a movie like this. Like, if it's an action-packed three hours of just mind-numbing drivel, people getting their faces blown off, maybe I'll sit there for three hours. But a noir detective movie, a three-hour noir detective movie? It's actually two no, hours thank and you. minutes. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm technicality. I love it. Thank you. No, no, I mean, thank I will say, you. I will say, hey, yeah. for the for the for the post credit scene, it wasn't really a scene. All it was yeah. was um, the it Riddler was like on his on his laptop and yeah. typed out goodbye. I, yeah, he just forgot to log out. Rumor, rumor has it. It's a flash. That that ran out a lot of website that you can yeah. actually solve riddles on. Which uh, yes, really cool. Rumor There's a rumor. There's rumors going around saying that this is going to be a Riddler-focused trilogy. So when you see goodbye, mm. question mark. No. I'm just speaking into existence. I think we're getting too close. I wouldn't handle that, but Matt Reese has been out of saying you would love to see Mr. Freeze in the sequel, and I would love to see his take on Mr. Court of Owls, too. I would love to see Court of Owls. That would have been um, I do want to just <laughs> counter the runtime thought. Uh, I prefer long movies, uh, mm. and I think the longer they are, I think the better characterizations you get. And I feel like um, the longer the movie went on, I felt more for the characters. And I think um, uh, recently uh, they played The Godfather back in Dolby. Uh, I believe last week. Yeah, it was like a no. week or two ago. Yeah. It was a week or two ago. And that movie is about the same length as the Batman. I think it's like five minutes shy from three hours. And I don't know. I, maybe I grew up on long movies. And I think the problem is that long movies are not that uh, we have to, like, not that every movie has to be a long movie because some movies can be short. And I think a tight 
90-minute movies, those are also uh, lacking in the industry. So I feel like the industry is focusing on that two-and-a-half-hour movie of mm. it too much, I feel mm -hmm. like. And I think the art of the short movie and the long movie is sort of dying out, and I feel like the because of that, the attention span for these blockbuster movies are getting shorter and shorter. So I do appreciate when a long movie comes out and is a box office success like Batman uh, because it does give me hope for longer movies in the future because I feel like if you only constrain blockbusters or films in general to a certain runtime, it loses a certain magic to it. Yeah. That And we saw that with Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman. Right, right. Yeah. because they were yeah. cutting it down for you know more theater runtimes and that... Uh, the half hour they cut of that movie uh, was super integral to the plot of that mm. movie. Right. And I, and I, I yeah, I'm a long movie. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, oh, yeah, um, just... and yeah, and just I think like even the Snyder cut, it proves that a four hour movie can can work if if the material is right enough. So, I still right. haven't seen it, and I still <laughs> no. haven't watched it. I mean, oh, come on, Pass, I've been pulling your leg. I've been pulling your leg for months. I've been pulling your leg for months, and you haven't seen it yet? Come on, long. Pass. It's too long. I don't want to do it, okay? <laughs> so, so I, Yoko, think, I think hey, people need to work on... how good it is. It's too... Hey. Fucking long. Hey, and people need to work <laughs> on their attention spans. Because if we keep doing the TikTok shit, we're literally going to get to a uh, point where it's yeah. just going to be, you know, the Riddler going, "Riddle me this. What's two plus two? I think it's fish." You're right. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Yoko. Do you think that like the intermission within a, within theaters should make a comeback because bring that when the like you cited yeah. the godfather like back when the godfather came out in the early 70s it was a common thing for mm -hmm. there to be an intermission halfway through where people could get up use the bathroom get popcorn or whatever mm -hmm. and then come back and see the second half of it we i don't have that yeah. now i so, love intermissions and the yeah, art of the intermission i think, I think it is a lost art and um they uh they did a charity IMAX screening for uh, uh, the Snyder Cut, and I was able to get tickets for that. And for the intermission, they were playing the score for the movie for, uh, for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. That experience is so integral for me as an audience member, just to sit in the theater and have the, the title card intermission just right. on the screen and just That's playing cool. a score. I think that, mm -hmm. like, really envelops you in the picture and in the mood of the movie. And if right. the movie's too long, I, I have a small bladder. Like, for Batman, <laughs> right. I, I couldn't drink for three hours prior to the movie. I had to, like, yeah. starve myself of any food and water or mm -hmm. anything. So I am 100% on board for intermissions. I, I yeah. personally love them. Yeah, that can be a nuisance. It'll be cool. Can, especially you can sit down during the intermission it. and talk about the movie among everybody while you're sitting yeah, down. Yeah, that, that's a fun experience. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, just being like, hey, I, like, I like agree. what do you I, think? I agree with Mark yeah. Yoko that we could, you know, having intermissions for, you know, movies that are three hours long, I think should, you know... They yeah. should look, the and, industry should look into it. I'll leave that. Well, it's it's because it's paying uh, homage or homage to, uh, you know, how things used to be, where people, it used to, when you went to the theater, it was an event, you yeah. know? Yeah. You yeah. went and you got the whole thing, and that's what it's basically doing, but it's like, you know, but it's transitioning it to the, to the big screen, and you're mm -hmm. seeing, like, 10 times crazier stuff going on like that. Like it's supposed to be an experience. That's why I still, I get, I get, especially with the pandemic, but before that too, people, you know, complaining about 
paying so much for for mm -hmm. like a ticket and stuff like that i get overhead and i get all that kind of stuff too but if they still kind of kept like a median where you didn't pay as much but to get like a good experience i think more people would get into that but it's such a weird it's we're in such a weird uh uh transitional period where more people would uh, more and more people would just like sit in their own home theater like i get right. that concept but i still like going yeah. to the theater the just yeah. like when doing voiceover and stuff like that yeah i can do it here remotely okay. but i still want to go into the studio i still mm -hmm. want to record and interact with people and i really think that the interaction part of that you know like the intermission coming and then go turn into the person next to you and going oh what do you think you think the penguin's gonna you know like fart and then all of a sudden the stuff's gonna <laughs> blow up yeah i don't know dude oh but i gotta take a piss first hold on that's the big That's mystery. Okay. Is the penguin going to fart? That's the right. big mystery. So, any, you, you get what I'm saying. It's 45 That's minutes the past the hour. We definitely went longer than we planned on, but any any thoughts on the ending, or can we just go ahead and wrap this up? Anything else before we wrap it up? The ending was awesome. Um, I, we'll, did, I disagree. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Let me, let, me, let me talk about the ending just briefly. So, yeah. the, the, the overall execution of the ending, like with the flooding and everything like that, and, that, and all the action that went with it, Great. I mean, I enjoyed it, but when I when I got out of the theater and I kind of had time to marinate on it, the 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 whole thing was kind of not the Joker's M. I mean, the Joker. I'm sorry, the Riddler's. Yes, the Riddler's I agree with you like completely, whole, Mark. Yeah, his his whole thing throughout the movie was like punishing the corrupt, but yeah. in this, you know, he's he's like, well, screw it, let's just flood flood Gotham and kill everybody. Well, yeah, why didn't you the non-corrupt mayor. I, I think I can answer that. I think I can answer that. The reason he did this is to bring all the people in Gotham into one place and show them that the real evil isn't him, it's the general public because the people are who dressed up as Riddler and started shooting everybody. So he wanted to unmask that the people themselves are their own enemies. Yeah, that's what Damn, I was thinking. Look at too. Joe getting deep. Yeah. 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 That's right. Tell him, Joe. Joe, follow up, David. Bring him one. Okay, wow. that that oh, deserves that a hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow. And it was like against mm. the collective, and that's what he was fighting like, against was like the collectivism mindset, and yeah, that was sort of why he was turning their blind and, eye. Yeah, and yeah. it's sort of that idea and. Once I saw the flood, it reminded me of a line in Taxi Driver where uh, Travis Bickle says, um, "I just, I just want all the scum to wash away." And I, mm. I sort of thought about that line with the, um, uh, uh, with the Riddler, where he, I think he not only sees the corrupt politicians as corrupt, but the city itself as a corrupt, like disgusting cesspool mm -hmm. of a place, and he wants to just cleanse it of its evil he, he did mention that yeah when he was talking to batman he didn't mention that about like the scum and everything like that no. if i remember correctly right and just real quick about the ending uh i just i really have to shout out to matt reeves for the scene when uh after batman's in the water he um uh, he lights the flare and he's like leading the people into safety i it's such a beautiful love shot. i did that like scene. that symbolism i yes. did like that a lot yes. because Super the public was scene. finally like trusting the batman yeah. Yeah. and i like that I, well, and the there kid. was a transformation it's for him kid. too yeah, right? kid, because kid. his whole his whole thing was about like like uh vengeance executing mm. vengeance and in that oh. particular moment he saw like well i can actually be 
a beacon of hope and yeah. like yeah. like i can actually turn this around and make you know be a be better a version of this be a hero yes, right. not just an avenger or a hero yeah that kid was the one who first reached for him and then it I was loved, the newly elected mayor yeah. and yeah. then everybody one by one was like following him literally following him into the light yeah, yeah. So, and i think and, sorry uh, no go you go you go go i think just like um not to get like too into it but like especially in what's happening in the world right now when i saw that scene i was like this is exactly what i needed personally mm. in a time mm. when it feels like there isn't a lot of hope i uh, i saw that moment and i was like fuck like this is exactly what i needed to see yeah. at the movies and, and, and i thought it was such a beautiful scene and like the fact that all the sound kind of like cuts out and it's just uh, Michael Giacchino's score mm -hmm. is just, I thought it was beautiful filmmaking. And then it, it just fades into uh, something um, in the way and the final narration, I thought that was a beautiful, you know, send off to Batman. Yeah. So Mark, you, you guys both hit on what I, when I said, I thought it was awesome. Um, like I felt this was about the maturity, right? The, the issues right. that we saw at the beginning are now being resolved right, as far as right. the character goes, right? Yeah. And there was that moment, uh, very brief, where he, at, at one point, I can't remember exactly what point in the movie it was, where he hears someone mirror back to him, I'm vengeance. And yeah, he looks after yeah. he was beating the shit out of that He had this, like, right. moment, he looked like, and you could see he was shaken by it, right? He's like, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. oh, no, like, this yeah. is what I've done. Right now, this yeah. becomes a city of vengeance. And so this is now that maturity, he's like, okay, I have to be something more mm -hmm. i have yeah. to be better because yes. if not then the city just devolves mm -hmm. and so you know and i just loved how that just came together in this in these scenes yeah. and so that's why i, I thought the ending was great yeah yeah, yeah. Not here uh josh bates has an interesting take he, yeah. he asks about the uh, adrenaline shot that batman uses he's wondering if that's a prototype version of uh bane's I've been hearing yeah, a lot that's what it was green for some reason yes it was green like and I think like a lot of people saying, like, oh, the adrenaline is normally just clear. And like, okay, I think this is just adrenaline. I However, think it's adrenaline, in yeah. the prequel, yeah. in the prequel like novel, it said that Bruce Wayne likes to mix around with chemicals. Now no. this could probably be like an advanced um, adrenaline, and maybe later on, or like maybe in this new Arkham slash Gotham PD show, then the actual Bane will get his hands on it, tinker with it more, and become the hulking monster that Bane is. It's like a guys. We know what this. We know what this really is, that... though, right? It's Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler would make any man. Pattinson's a '90s so, baby. Pattinson's a millennial. He, he's, he's uh, Ecto. Still I, I, Mountain Dew. Or like, I concentrated Mountain Dew. I thought you were going to say it was like the ooze from TGI or something. Like, that's mm. what I thought you were going to say. That's what I The secret of the ooze. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, to, to give one last uh, comment about the ending. Um, I remember hearing, like, months, like, months before, like, during the early filming days, either like Johnny Depp or somebody else was going to be playing the Joker. And I heard about Johnny early, Depp. Yeah. And, like, Weeks ago, we started hearing, oh, Barry, Barry Keoghan was going to be playing the Joker. From and then, Eternals, yeah. Yeah, and then see, seeing it on screen, I'm like, okay, not bad. Like, the voice itself isn't bad. The dialogue isn't bad. For me, personally, needs to work on that laugh. It, it, it's yeah. not there. Now, I'll granted, this, is, this has been described as a proto-Joker. When they started hinting at Joker, my first initial reaction, and I might be alone on this, was just, god damn it. <laughs> 
No, it seems like a lot of people don't want the Joker either. They don't want the Joker period or they don't want the Joker yet. And Matt Reeves has said Joker will not be the villain in the next Batman movie. Yeah, right. I could see I, I him. Feel like, I, could I feel see like him. Batman has so many more interesting villains and so many other interesting stories to tell with those villains. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I, I, told, yeah. I told Jay while we were in the theater, I was like, they could have screwed this movie up in one way. All they would have had to do is cut the movie to black at the end and go, a freeze is coming. <laughs> winter, winter is coming. But oh, shit, Jack Snow's over here. <laughs> the Batman Dracarys. in the North. The Batman in the I'm, North. All I'm right. hoping that the Joker is just a character that we constantly see in the background. Like, every time someone goes to Arkham, there he is. I have a right? feeling that's what they're doing. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping that's what happens, yeah. Like, yeah, he'll be, he's like, not he'll doing be... Gangnam Style in the background. I'm gonna they, be I, I don't mind he's them like building the, up like a the Joker. Nick they they can villains. build up a Joker across several movies. I'm yeah, fine yeah, with build that. him up to be, like, an yeah. Endgame-style yes, villain. Yes, thank you. I think that's the plan. Exactly that, where, like, uh, Batman goes to go to uh, the museum or something and stop so-and-so. Uh, but so-and-so is like, I was going to grab this thing, but it's already been taken. And like, they're, they're like little pockmarks that don't really make a hell of a lot of sense until the last movie. And you see the thing that got taken and like Joker's been like, I've been making this plan all along. And you kind of see his like, his progression yeah. Yeah. and how he worked in the background, never being seen up until the last movie. I was also thinking about a way where uh, they might pull like a red dragon thing where he, um, uh, he goes to Joker for counsel. That was the deleted scene. That was the deleted scene. That was the deleted scene, right? That so was the I'm deleted thinking scene. that might be mm. like something we'll see more of in the sequel. That's my that's my yeah, guess. That, and then he might that break sounds out. A lot, that sounds a lot like the plot point in Titans where like mm. Robin yeah, goes, you know, yeah. it goes to Scarecrow for counsel and that you know gets advice and hints and all that yeah. good stuff all right so joe let's transition to the end here <laughs> so i want everybody in the circle we'll go in the circle give your uh, closing thoughts a rating one through ten and you can kind of say how you compare this to like other batman films or other kind of films and all that good stuff mm -hmm. and then plug yourself in one last time so pasianos we'll start with you man go ahead uh i know you're ready to uh ruffle some feathers up so all right, so uh, final thoughts on this movie. Like I said, the movie the movie was cool, okay? I don't think the movie was bad, per se. The movie was cool, looked great. I, I got a lot of what I wanted from Batman. I personally thought this movie could have been about 30 to 40 minutes shorter. Um, there were there was probably a, a five uh, to 10 minute portion of the movie in each act that could have been removed, and I don't think we would have lost anything. Um, but but I, I think this movie was was above average. Uh, I think if I'm gonna if if I'm gonna give this movie a number rating, I think I'll probably give it a six point five. Um, not 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 bad, but not amazing. Too long. I hope that the next Batman movie that they do here is not three hours. That's not a good look. So they, that, that's that's how. I Okay, how about two, two hours and 50 minutes then? We'll do it, it that was way. three. Damn, I was in that movie theater for like three hours and 15 minutes. Okay? <laughs> I don't care. Okay. and whatnot. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. And go ahead. Where can everybody find you? Links are in the description, by the way. Oh, yeah. Everybody can find me on, on YouTube at, at PTA Sports. Subscribe. On Twitch at PTA Sports. Um, on Twitter at Pestilence, P-E-S-T-A-L-A-N-C-E. Same thing with Instagram. Um, I, I'm not doing a whole lot of, of content right now, but that is changing. Uh, I've been uh, welcome to a couple of, of, of groups, one side on sports, the other side on Twitch. Um, so I'm very excited to get some things uh, uh, going here in the very near future. So, yeah, that's how you can find me. I appreciate y'all letting me be here, man. It's yeah, just, yeah. Just... We hope to see you in a couple of weeks with yeah, this Vegas. Here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. All right. Derek Ball's commentary. Uh, go ahead, rate the movie, general thoughts, comparing it, and wherever we can find you. I, I did really enjoy the movie. Um, I thought there were a lot of fantastic aspects, um, but I agree that... Um, well, I love a, I do love a longer form film. It did feel, uh, I was kind of reminded that I was still in the movie theater from time to time. So, oh yeah, that's right. This is still going. Um, I also thought that uh, the Selena Kyle Batman chemistry, apparently I'm alone on this, just didn't work. I didn't, I didn't think that they worked very well. It felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, you know? <laughs> and, um, I do think that this is a great Batman. Pattinson needs to work on his Bruce Wayne. Um, but it, it's it's well worth your time and money. Uh, I give it an 8 out of 10. Alright, very well said. Wow, Ben. Take it away, man. Alright, I, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I will be seeing it again. Um, Pattinson, I still... Okay, Affleck is still my favorite Batman, but I think Pattinson will take the number two spot. Um, I love this Batmobile. I love this Catwoman. I love this Penguin, and I love this Riddler. I have the tiniest bit of nitpicks, but that really does not take away from, from me really enjoying this movie. So, letter rate, uh, number rating, I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. A letter rating, I'm giving this an A-. minus. And um, I hope it, I hope we don't have to wait too long for all these news, like, like pieces of uh, media that are coming from this Batman world. So... I'm looking forward to see what Matt Reeves has up his sleeve for this new story of Batman. Oh, yeah. And where can everybody find you? And you can find me here on YouTube, Wild Band with two L's. I'm currently reacting with my buddy Brian to Batman the Animated Series, and we're closing out Evangelion the franchise with the final five films. Um, I'm currently playing Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Look uh, Security Breach with my buddy Charles on Fridays here on YouTube. I have a Twitch, Wild Gamer 23, but I don't really go on there much anymore. Um, I have uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Wild, uh, Wild Band, and uh, TikTok. I am Wild Band 24. I try and post content like once a week on there. I, I'm just a guy here on the internet trying to have as much fun as he can. Oh, I'm sorry, Derek. Where can they find you too? I forgot the. Go ahead and that's that's on me. Um, <laughs> you can find me on uh, YouTube as uh, Bonus Commentary, um, and you can find me on Twitch as I am the one who nerds all one word. Yes, I realize my username is a sentence. Awesome, it's awesome. <laughs> Yoko Gucci, filmmaker, Resistant Films, the movie podcast. Ow, ow. Go ahead, take it away. Yeah, I I really again I I really uh, love uh, this movie, and I think it uh, delivered everything that I thought. Um, it would deliver and and then some. Um, I took a lot of notes um, for my future film projects. There are some things in this that I will definitely use as inspiration for some future things. Uh, I have a, a project that I'm, I'm sort of working on and that, that I definitely will take some of this uh, into consideration. And um, again, um, 
I love this cast. I think uh, Ben Affleck is still my favorite Batman. Uh, uh, he can't be beat. I feel like he just leaps off the comic book pages. But uh, Pattinson, I love that he is a very different version of the Batman that we haven't seen before. It's very unique. And I think that's the best thing about this movie and this world is that it is unique. Yeah. It's not like anything that we've seen before in Batman's history or in comic book film history. And I think this is one of those movies much like Logan or Dark Knight or or BVS that sort of take a lot of the notions that we have of these movies and sort of flips them on our heads. And I, I adore the Batman. I think it's great. Um, I, I've loved Matt Reeves ever since Cloverfield. And Same here. Um, yeah, and right every movie he's done mm-hmm. since, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I think this might even be his best film. I it might be. Um, yeah, it might be his best film. I think even with his apes films, which are, I love his apes movies. Um, but in terms of the the craftsmanship, the cinematography, the production design, the music, the acting, um, uh, the casting choices as well, just everything across the board, I love. Um, and, and not to forget uh, social media. Um, I, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, the Yoko Iguchi. Um, you can find my short films at uh, the um, uh, Resistance Pictures on YouTube. And uh, yeah, that's about it. And what did you get the movie? I'm sorry, did you give a movie rating one through ten? Oh shit! Uh, I would give it like a nine or nine and a half. Okay, very good, very good. And Joseph Spiller, take it away, my friend. Okay, um, I'll hit you with uh, the good first. Of all Batman movies, which excludes 89, 89's Untouchable, we can't compare anything to it because we're not in that era of making movies anymore, that type of movie. So that aside, this is probably my favorite Batman movie to date. Much like has been discussed here, um, though I hate the Snyderverse and all of those movies like Affleck is Batman like he's Batman yeah. and he is definitively Bruce Wayne Woo. but this movie the cinematography is amazing uh no, not, we didn't have really have space to talk about it but like the choreography in this movie is actually incredible yeah um very the good styling is incredible the look of the Batmobile, the look of the, the Bat Cycle, can we call it that yet? Um, the gadget, you know, he's got a couple of knives just hanging out on his chest. Like, all of this is blah. And that parts of the suits are are literally just Kevlar-coated stuff. He got it, like, the shoulder pads. He went to, like, Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever and just bought this stuff and put it together. That's perfect for what it is. Um, I want to love this movie all over i think that everyone except for batman is like the penultimate version of these characters however um i think pattinson is the weakest link in this whole thing Woo! Uh, yeah i think he, he stinks it out of the building i think that everyone around him is so good that like they literally could have put almost anyone in that suit and done those monologues, which serve the purpose of showing a Bruce Wayne, uh, like a person 
he's not Bruce Wayne anymore. He's trying to figure out who Bruce Wayne is. He more identifies with the Batman, and you kind of see that with his narration and how it changes over the movies. Mm-hmm. But Pattinson is Bruce Wayne. You could have been. <laughs> anyone, anyone in here could have been. Anyone could hide under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm in the minority here. I felt like the score sounded like it was written by someone who wrote their first song. Um, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Like, That's I, a hot take. I, I, I agree with the with the first half of it, but then when they started actually having like his theme and the original score, then I started liking it. But in the beginning, I didn't really like the yeah. the, the choices. And I thought I was going to be a villain tonight. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) But ultimately in this, um, I'll stand by. This is probably the best iteration of Batman for the modern era and couldn't have asked for better. Um, They could just recast Batman. One through ten, what would you give it? I will give it a seven. Okay. That is fair. I can't. I'm not going to knock that. Seven. and uh, Joseph, you got any like projects or anything you want to promote real quick while you got the floor? Is um, so I, like, I don't care if anybody follows me. It's whatever. Um, I, I, I mixed and mastered <laughs> some records for uh, Seven Sons and He Violet Chaos. Um, I got oh, nice. a new caricature record coming out, new Bionatops record coming out, which is my own stuff. Um, for academics, you can follow me on JSTOR, Joseph Spiller, University of Maine, if you want to read about sociology and the structural and cultural barriers to having shellfish harvesters of the Down East region of Maine and all that fun stuff, which probably won't. Um, but overall, <laughs> I would, um, I'll be real with y'all. Uh, I'm not going to over-politicize anything, but Share a little money for the people of Ukraine. There, whatever you align yes. with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Send money out. Don't follow me. Send money over and help these people, and I'll leave yes. it with that. Mm. Amen. Yeah. All right. Very, very well said, Joseph. We really appreciate you coming on, taking the time off your very busy schedule to be here. Thank you so much, and we can't wait to have you back on. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to do it again. I'm going after I get off here. I'm going right back to work. So awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right. <laughs> Dion McGill off the beaten podcast, man. General yeah. thoughts, of movie, closing thoughts, rating, what am, where they can find you. What am I supposed to say after that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I really, I really yeah, like everybody. this movie. Um, like the first thing I did, I, I Facebooked, like I was like, just how much I really enjoyed it. Like we have a bat, like a Batman that's hanging out with Superman and doing all those things. Like, I really like the, how grounded this is. And that's kind of like, everyone's kind of said the, the car, just, you know, the, the suit, just kind of everything about it. Um, and even the personality, right? Someone who's like becoming someone new, right? Through, through force and just, you know, finding that out. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, my my like my biggest like worry about the movie or just the thing I was like I I just don't want to see no motherfuckers running down the street in capes now like they can like they can do some shit like this because that's like how it felt to be like oh no <laughs> was like, well, that, that kind of stuff happens right let's just yeah, be real it, it, it actually does there are there are actually people that dress up in at, like combat gear running around their uh, their shady neighborhoods mm-hmm. and, like uh, kick ass. 
and are known yeah. to get the shit out of them. No <laughs> <say that. laughs> like that was like one of my. I was just like, man, because it, it felt so grounded, right? Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, um, and it's always a pleasure to sit with you, cats, because you guys know so much more than I do, and so it's always just great to kind of drink it in and such. Um, I will agree. I think Ben Affleck is still like to me ooh, the best. Ooh, the, like. Ooh. Best Batman, like, yeah, I would say with that. And I would give the movie, uh, like, I, I'm gonna say eight. Like, I was okay. I was thinking between seven and eight, so I'm gonna say eight. Um, because I really enjoyed it. When I, when I walked out, I was like, oh, that was great, I loved it. Um, so yes. Um, and as for Off the Beaten Podcast, yeah, uh, just Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, uh, I took winter off completely. So it's gonna be really interesting. I drop a new episode uh, the first, um, March 20th. So yes. coming out of hibernation, oh. man. We can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I'm excited. I, it's so weird. I and mean, for you guys who are creators, like just taking three months off and just being like, I ain't doing shit. I ain't, no. So that'd be cool. So yeah, that's me right now. Yeah. That's me right now. The same thing. I was like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just chilling for a little bit. So I yeah. yeah. Plus, so you were busy know, check, fucking check Paris. <laughs> I was busy in Paris. Yeah, I got a fellowship yeah, and all yeah, kind of yeah. bull, bull corn wow. going on. So yes. So check it out. I would appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, always a pleasure to be with you, cats. Thanks, thanks so, so thank much, you. John. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Matthew Farden, the voice of Nerd Cage Live. Take it away. All right. So, yeah, my final thoughts, um, like I said, it had it had some problems for me. Oh, I, I understood the direction. Uh, I respected it. It was definitely a different take, and I really did, I really did like that. Um, if, if a friend of mine wanted to, like, if, if a, one of my friends didn't see the movie and they wanted me to go see it with them, I would see it again probably not a movie that i would continuously like re-binge um but yeah no minus you know uh he uh pattinson played a great batman bruce wayne definitely there there's room for improvement first off i really think that they need to snip his hair and make him look more like <laughs> the millionaire playboy guy instead of like emo emo bruce wayne uh that but besides that i thought he did great the the supporting cast was fantastic it was really enjoyable um i would i would give it a solid seven i would definitely give it a seven and uh i leave it open to interpretation let's see what the next movie uh is let's see how that goes and then who knows maybe i'll maybe i'll have like a, a higher uh score for it down the road but uh, yeah no I, I would say i'd give it a solid seven so and you know just like what uh, what what dion was saying too you know fantastic you know uh talking about this uh with you guys again and also meeting new cats on here i really appreciate the you know being part of the discussion um yeah you can find me uh instagram at matthew farden uh and if you go to my website matthewfarden.com you can basically see everything that you know that i've been in what i've done and uh, also if you need a voice actor for any projects yep, my contact info is on there too Links are That's in the right. description. Voice in fact, the links in every description of every video, MatthewFarden.com, because of all of his good work. So, yes, please check him out if you need a fantastic voice actor that can pretty much impersonate anybody, including me and Mark and Joe Pesci and Joker and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. <laughs> ah, shucks, Jay. I'm just the janitor, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mark Withers, closing thoughts on the Batman. What would you rate it and all that? Well, as you know, you and I uh, and Joe 
uh, did a, a, uh, a rapid review on this movie that we just dropped on TikTok earlier today. Oh, wow. uh, in that, I, ga- I gave this an 8 out of 10. Uh, this movie gave me pretty much everything that I wanted. A fresh take on Batman, uh, uh, really engaging, captivating origin stories for the central characters, a lot of action, um, a lot of, uh, you know, a good mystery, fantastic performances all around. Um, the weak link, I agree with Joe Spiller. The weak link here is Robert Pattinson, particularly in his uh, Bruce Wayne mode, not quite as uh, interesting as when he has the cape and cow on in in that um, in, in, in that aspect. I think that he was fantastic. I also agree with pretty much everybody on the panel. Ben Affleck is Batman. And I want to see him as Batman yep. again. <laughs> hey, the Flash. But that said, right, yeah, we have him in the Flash. We got him one he will last be back, time. Yeah. Right. But, you know, with all that said, um, again, eight out of 10, I really did enjoy this movie. And I look forward to seeing the next installment. I think Matt Reeves did a great job here. Excellent, Mark. Mm. Always very well said. It's always nice to, you know, I get to do this stuff with you. And finally. <laughs> Joe from Fallen One Gaming, give us your general thoughts of rating, and of course, tell them about tomorrow and tell them about Friday. Yes, all right. So uh, the movie itself, overall, it was exactly what it needed to be. And, you know, was it a perfect movie? No, but it met all the expectations I needed it to meet. Um, I'm with everybody on this. Ben Affleck is Batman. However, I'll also say Michael Keaton is Batman. (laughs) Yeah! Hell yeah! Truest statement of the night. Yeah. So, so that being said, I give this movie a nine out of ten. It was a it was a wild ride for me, and I loved every minute of it. Um, That being said, tomorrow we start our playthrough on Twitch at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time of Gears Five. Get your lancers out, people! (laughs) (laughs) And again on Friday. On Friday, we start. Uh, we're going to do a uh, one-off playthrough of Twisted Metal Black. Yes, Blast from the Past, Ooh, baby. Okay. Yeah. So don't miss that. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Joe. Thanks for all that you do here. So I will close it out real quick. So listen, unpopular opinion, but for me, it goes Affleck, Keaton. I'm going to go Pattinson, Adam West, Christian Bale. Uh, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, in that order. Um, I'm giving this movie 9 out of 10. Again, this movie was almost perfect, minus my nitpicks with the bomb scene, you know, the backpack, and, you know, and again, I wasn't a fan of emo Bruce Wayne at all. It was very unmasculine. He he lacked toughness. He didn't feel like a CEO. Your parents died 20 fucking years ago. I mean, come on. You act like it happened yesterday. Uh, I did not like the unhinged approach, but his Batman was perfect. He had that Clint Eastwood voice, and like, yeah. I liked like yeah. he looked great in the suit. And you know, I I, just, I like uh, what they did again. Props to Matt Reeves because I kept thinking to myself, we've seen Batman so many fucking times. There's so many more DC characters <laughs> out there. However, they did something different. I mean, we got Tim Burton's Batman, we got the Nolan trilogy, we got Snyder, we got Schumacher, and now we have this. A different interpretation of Batman. I appreciate that. And it's probably the best shot Batman movie yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. Um, and again, it was a great detective story, which is something we 
you know, a full-on detective story. Yeah, we got detective work in the other movies, but not for, like, the whole movie. So that being yes, said, nitpicks aside, again, I'll never get over that stupid bomb thing, but I'm giving this 9 out of 10, and it's still better than any or um excuse me it's better than any mcu movie but i cannot put it above joker and i can't put it above the dark knight i couldn't even i don't think i could put it above 89 either but this is up there with like the great batman movies and i'm not you know so yeah i overall i really really enjoyed it um and of course uh i just want to plug something real quick uh again we'll be back I'm, we'll be back thursday with big jack films as we just hand him the keys and let him go on about the Batman. I really can't wait to hear his thoughts. So, yeah, this movie's so huge that we had to do two streams for it. So, yeah, we'll be back Thursday to talk more <laughs> Batman. Uh, Jory touched on Tuesday and Friday in Nerd Cage Live Gaming. But I want to touch on Saturday as we're going to do another six, seven-hour watch party as Tosi from Komi Dogu and Mad Mike Jones from Twitch. We're going to sit down and watch episodes 8 through 15 of Mortal Kombat Conquest. Woo! <laughs> Bring the ruckus, baby. I cannot wait. We're going to be doing that Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we'll take breaks between each episodes. And, yeah, uh, the first seven episodes was a blast, and we're eager to do it again. So, yeah, look forward to that. So we're streaming five days this week. Um, yeah, we should have a lot to talk about with them, considering they just had their interview with uh, Jeffrey Meek. Yeah, yeah, they interviewed Jeff Meek, a.k.a. Raiden and Shao Kahn, from the show. On, and that's mm -hmm. releasing Wednesday on their channel on Kobe Dogu, so check that out. Uh, but again, thank you to all these handsome fucks you see on the screen right now. Uh, PTA Sports, Derek from Bonus Commentary, Wildband, Yoko Gucci, Joseph Spiller, Dion McGill, Matthew Farden, uh, of course, Mark Joe. Thanks for doing this shit with me. You guys are fantastic. Thank you to everybody in the chat who hung out with us all night to talk spoilers of the Batman. Very much appreciate. Um, go see this movie. I think this movie deserves multiple viewings and uh, yeah. Um, it's fun to speculate, and I cannot wait to we do the next spoiler stream. Um, I don't know if you guys are feeling a Morbius spoiler stream. Um, mm, go for that. But yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Turn into a bat. Just trying to speak it into existence. Morbius. Um, One of my favorite like characters kind of, of all time. I mean, I think the movie's gonna be shit, personally, but I think it's gonna be worth <laughs> worth a spoiler stream. <laughs> Just saying. At least he's honest. But I'm wow. gonna go see it opening night regardless. Okay. So that being said, we previously asked you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread this shit like syphilis. So you guys say from yours truly, Syracuse, New York. Chicago, Illinois, New York City, Louisville, Kentucky, Lancaster, California, Los Angeles, California, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, the University of Maine, to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live, PTA Sports, Bonus Commentary, Wild Band, Resistance Films and Z Movie Podcast, the University of Maine, Off the Beaten Podcast. And of course, Matt Farden. It's <laughs> <laughs> a mouthful. It was a As always, in the story line. I would have fucked up. I would have fucked up. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables. Do your push-ups. And good night. No one's the worst Batman. Y'all know it. <laughs> good night. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, will you go? Hit that subscribe button! And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell! Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, 
tell everyone you know about Nerdcage Live! <laughs> <laughs>